Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. So as we had mentioned in the last session, the intention for this session really is just to read through the whole thing. And I'm going to have to try to go rather quickly. It's, uh, as you know, 264 wisdoms. So, inshallah, uh, bismillah. I'm going to try to refrain from commenting on things since you know they've been commented on although sometimes it's hard um, but suffice it to say that there may be particular translation choices that I don't necessarily 100% agree with uh, but those were discussed during the lessons themselves as they came up and so right now we're just going to pass them by so again, the, the objective here is just by way of review is to uh, read these 264 hikam one after the other, sardan, as they say in Arabic, sardan. We just read the whole thing from beginning to end. And inshallah, may Allah accept and may it be a good review uh, for everyone who attended the class, inshallah ta'ala. So, bismillah ar-Rahman rahim قال المصنف رحمه الله تعالى ونفع الله وإياه بعلومه في الدارين آمين One of the signs of relying on one's own deeds is the loss of hope when a downfall occurs. Your desire for isolation, even though God has put you in the world to gain a living, is a hidden passion. And your desire to gain a living in the world, even though God has put you in isolation, is a come down from lofty aspiration. Antecedent intentions cannot pierce the walls of predestined decrees. Rest yourself from self-direction, for what someone else has carried out on your behalf, you must not yourself undertake to do it. Your striving for what has already been guaranteed to you, and your remissness in what is re demanded of you, are signs of the blurring of your intellect. If, in spite of intense supplication, there is delay in the timing of the gift, <clears throat> Let that not be the cause for your despairing, for he has guaranteed you a response in what he chooses for you, not in what you choose for yourself, and at the time he desires, not the time you desire. If what, if what was promised does not occur, even though the time for its occurrence has been fixed, had been fixed, then that must not take you, then that must not make you doubt the promise, otherwise your intellect will be obscured and the light of your innermost heart extinguished. If he opens a door for you, thereby making himself known, pay no heed if your deeds do not measure up to this. For, in truth, he has not opened it for you but out of a desire to make himself known to you. Do you not know that he is the one who presented the knowledge of himself to you, whereas you are the one who presented him with deeds? What a difference between what he brings to you and what you present to him. Actions differ because the inspirations of the states of being differ. Actions are lifeless forms, but the presence of an inner reality of sincerity within them is what endows them with life-giving spirit. Bury your existence in the earth of obscurity, for whatever sprouts forth without having first been buried flowers imperfectly. Nothing benefits the heart more than a spiritual retreat wherein it enters the domain of meditation. How, the heart, how can the heart be illumined while the forms of creatures are reflected in its mirror? Or how can it journey to God while shackled by its passions? 
Or how can it desire to enter the presence of God while it has not yet purified itself of the stain of forgetfulness? Or how can it understand the subtle points of mysteries while it has not yet repented of its offenses? The cosmos is all darkness. It is illumined only by the manifestation of God in it. Whoever sees the cosmos and does not contemplate him, in it, or by it, or before it, or after it, is in need of light, and is veiled from the sun of Gnosis by the clouds of created things. That which shows you the existence of his omnipotence is that he veiled you from himself by what has no existence alongside of him. How can it be conceived that something veils him, since he is the one who manifests in everything? How can it be conceived that something veils him, since he is the one who is manifest through everything? How can it be conceived that something veils him, since he is the one who is manifest in everything? How can it be conceived that something veils him, since he is the manifest to everything? How can it be conceived that something veils him, since he was the manifest before the existence of anything? How can it be conceived that something veils him, since he is more manifest than anything? How can it be conceived that something veils him, since he is the one alongside of whom there is nothing? How can it be conceived that something veils him, since he is nearer to you than anything else? How can it be conceived that something veils him, since were it not for him, the existence of everything would not have been manifest? It is a marvel how being has manifested in non-being, and how the contingent has been established alongside of him who possesses the attribute of eternity. He who wishes that there appear at a given moment other than what God has manifested in it has not left ignorance behind at all. Your postponement of deeds till the time when you are free is one of the frivolities of the ego. Do not request him to get out of a state so as to make use of you in a different one. For, were he to desire so, he could make use of you as you are without taking you out. Hardly does the intention of the initiate want to stop at what has been revealed to him. Then the voices of reality call out to him, That which you are looking for is still ahead of you. And hardly to the exterior aspects of created beings display their charms. Then the inner realities call out to him, we are only a trial, so disbelieve not. Your requesting him is suspecting him. Your seeking him is due to your absence from him. Your seeking someone else is because of your immodesty toward him. Your requesting someone else is on account of your distance from him. Not a breath do you expire, but a decree of destiny makes it go forth. Do not look forward to being free of alterities, for that is indeed what cuts you off from vigilant attention to him in that very state he has assigned you. So long as you are in the world, be not surprised at the existence of sorrows, for truly it manifests nothing but what is in keeping with its character or its inevitable nature. No search pursued with the help of your Lord remains at a standstill. But any search pursued by yourself will not be fruitful. Among the signs of success at the end is the turning to God at the beginning. He who is illumined at the beginning is illumined at the end. Whatever is deposited in the invisible world of innermost hearts is manifested in the visible world of phenomena. What a difference between one who proceeds from God in his argumentation and one who proceeds inferentially to him. He who has him as his starting point knows the real as it is, and proves any matter by reference to the being of its origin. But inferential argumentation comes from the absence of union with him, 
Otherwise, when was it that he became absent that one has to proceed inferentially to him? Or when was it that he became distant that created things themselves will unite us to him? Those who are united with him, those who are united with him, let him who has abundance spend out of his abundance. Those who are voyaging to him, toward him, and whoever has his means of substance straightened. Those who are voyaging to him are guided by the lights of their orientation, whereas those who are united to him have the lights of face-to-face -face confrontation. The former belong to their lights, whereas the lights belong to the latter. For they belong to God and to nothing apart from him. Say Allah, then leave them prattling in their vain talk. Your being on the lookout for the vices hidden within you is better than your being on the lookout for the invisible realities veiled from you. The real is not veiled from you. Rather, it is you who are veiled from seeing it. For were anything to veil it, then that which veils it would cover it. But if there were a covering to it, then that would be a limitation to its being. Every limitation to anything has power over it, and he is the omnipotent above his servants. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Among the attributes of your human nature, draw away from everyone that is incompatible with your servanthood so that you may be responsive to the call of God and near His presence. The source of every disobedience, indifference, and passion is self-satisfaction. The source of every obedience, vigilance, and virtue is dissatisfaction with oneself. It is better for you to keep company with an ignorant man dissatisfied with himself than to keep company with a learned man satisfied with himself. For what knowledge is there in a self-satisfied scholar? And what ignorance is there in an unlearned man dissatisfied with himself? The ray of light of the intellect makes you witness his nearness to you. The eye of the intellect makes you witness your non-being as due to his being. The truth of the intellect makes you witness his being, not your non-being, nor your being. God was, and there was nothing with him, and he is now as he was. Let not the intention of your aspiration shift to what is other than he, for one's hopes cannot outstrip the generous. Appeal to no one but him to relieve you of a pressing need that he himself has brought upon you. For how can someone else remove what he has imposed? And how can he who is unable to free himself of a pressing need free someone else of one? If you have not improved your thinking of him because of his ineffable nature, improve it because of his treatment of you. For has he accustomed you to anything but what is good? And has he conferred upon you anything but his favors? How astonishing is he who flees from what is inescapable and searches for what is evanescent? For surely it is not the eyes that are blind, but blind are the hearts which are in the chests. Travel not from creature to creature, otherwise you will be like a donkey at the mill. Round about he turns, his goal the same as his departure. Rather go from creatures to the Creator, and that the final end is unto thy Lord. Consider the Prophet's words, Sallallahu Alaihi wa alihi wa Therefore he whose flight is for God and his messenger, then his flight is for God and his messenger. And he whose flight is for worldly gain or marriage with a woman, then the, his flight is for what is for that which he flees to. So understand his words, alayhi salatu wasalam, and ponder this matter if you can, and peace on you. Do not keep company with anyone whose state does not inspire you and whose speech does not lead you to God. You might be in a bad state, then, associating with one who is in a worse state, you see virtue in yourself. 
No deed arising from a renouncing heart is small, and no deed arising from an avaricious heart is fruitful. Good works are the result of good states. Good states arise from the stations wherein abide those who have spiritual realization. Do not abandon the invocation because you do not feel the presence of God therein. For your forgetfulness of the invocation of Him is worse than your forgetfulness in the invocation of Him. Perhaps He will take you from an invocation with forgetfulness to one with vigilance, and from one with vigilance to one with the presence of God, and from one with the presence of God to one wherein everything but the invoked is absent. And that is not difficult for God. A sign of the heart's death is the absence of sadness over the acts of obedience you have neglected and the abandonment of regret over the mistakes you have made. Let no sin reach such proportions in your eyes that it cuts you off from having a good opinion of God. For indeed, whoever knows his Lord considers his sin as paltry next to his generosity. There is no minor sin when his justice confronts you, and there is no major sin when his grace confronts you. No deed is more fruitful for the heart than the one you are not aware of and which is deemed paltry by you. He only made an inspiration come upon you so that you would go to him. He made an inspiration come upon you so as to get you out of the grip of alterities and free you from bondage to created things. He made an inspiration come upon you so as to take you out of the prison of your existence into the unlimited space of your contemplation. Lights are the riding mounts of hearts and of their innermost centers. Light is the army of the heart, just as darkness is the army of the soul. So when God wishes to come to the help of his servant, he furnishes him with armies of lights and cuts off from him the reinforcements of darkness and alterities. Insight, kashf, belongs to Allah. Discernment, hukum, belongs to light. I'm sorry. Insight, kashf, belongs to light. Discernment, hukum, to the intellect, basira. And both progression and retrogression belong to the heart. Let not obedience make you joyous because it comes from you, but rather be joyous over it because it comes from God to you. Say, in the grace of God and in his mercy, in that they should rejoice, it is better than that which they hoard. He prevents those who are voyaging to him from witnessing their deeds, and those who are united with him from contemplating their states. He does that for the voyagers because they have not realized sincerity toward God in those works. And he does that for those who united with him because he makes them absent from contemplating those states by contemplating him. Were it not for the seeds of ambitious desire, the branches of disgrace would not be lofty. Nothing leads you so much like suspicion, wham. In your despairing you are a free man, but in your coveting you are a slave. Whoever does not draw near to God as a result of the caresses of love is shackled to him with the chains of misfortune. Whoever is not thankful for graces runs the risk of losing them, and whoever is thankful fetters them with their own cords. Be fearful lest the existence of his generosity toward you and the persistence of your bad behavior toward him not lead you step by step to ruin. We shall lead them to ruin step by step from whence they know not. It is ignorance on the part of the novice to act improperly and then his punishment having been delayed to say, if this had been improper conduct, he would have shut off help and imposed exile. 
Help could be withdrawn from him without his being aware of it, if only by blocking its increase. And it could be that you are made to abide at a distance without your knowing it, if only by his leaving you to do as you like. If you see a servant whom God has made to abide in the recitation of litanies, awrad, and prolonged his help therein, do not disdain what his Lord has given him. On the score that you do not detect the signs of Gnostics on him, nor the splendor of God's lovers. For had there been no inspiration, there would have been no litany, weird. God makes some people remain in the service of him, and he singles out others to love him. All do we aid, these as well as those, out of the bounty of thy Lord, and the bounty of thy Lord is not limited. It is rare that divine inspirations come except suddenly, and this so that they be protected from servants claiming them by virtue of the existence of receptivity on their part. Infer the presence of ignorance in anyone whom you see answering all that he is asked, or giving expression to all that he witnesses, or mentioning all that he knows. He made the hereafter an abode to reward his believing servants only because this world cannot contain what he wishes to bestow upon them, and because he deemed their worth too high to reward them in a world without permanence. Whoever finds the fruit of his deeds coming quickly has proof of the fact of acceptance. If you want to know your standing with him, look at the state he has put you in now. When he gives you obedience, making you unaware of it because of him, then know that he has showered you liberally with his graces, both inwardly and outwardly. The best that you can seek from him is that which he seeks from you. One of the signs of delusion is sadness over the loss of obedience, coupled with an absence of resolve to bring it back to life. The Gnostic is not one who, when making a symbolic illusion, finds God nearer to himself than his symbolic illusion. Rather, the Gnostic is the one who, because of his self-extinction in his being and self-absorption in contemplating him, has no symbolic illusion. Hope goes hand in hand with deeds, otherwise it is just wishful thinking. That which the Gnostics seek from God is sincerity and servanthood and performance of the rites of lordship. He expanded you so as not to keep you in contraction. He contracted you so as not to keep you in expansion. And he took you out of both so that you not belong to anything apart from him. It is more dreadful for Gnostics to be expanded than to be contracted. For only a few can stay within the limits of proper conduct in expansion. Through the existence of joy, the soul gets its share in expansion, but there is no share for the soul in contraction. Sometimes he gives while depriving you, and sometimes he deprives you in giving. When he opens up your understanding of deprivation, deprivation becomes the same as giving. Outwardly, creatures are an illusion, but inwardly they are an admonition. Thus the soul looks at the illusory exterior, while the heart looks at the admonitory interior. If you want a glory that does not vanish, then do not glory in a glory that vanishes. The real journey is when the world's dimensions are rolled away from you, so that you see the hereafter closer to you than yourself. A gift from man is deprivation, but deprivation from God is beneficence. Oh no.
Subhanallah. The live stream didn't start. Hmm. And now I feel it will lock me out. Sorry, trying to get this to work since I just realized it's not. it's going to work. I'm not sure why it's doing that. It's the first time it's ever done that. But we're just going to leave it. Inshallah. And continue. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Walana Allah. 89. Our Lord is far above the servant dealing with him in cash and his repaying him in credit. It is reward enough for worship that he has accepted you as worthy of it. Reward enough for workers is what he disclosed unto their hearts in his worship. And that which he shows them of his kindness. Whoever worships him for something they hope from him, or obeys him to keep chastisement from coming to themselves, has not given his attributes their due. When he gives to you, he shows you his kindness. And when he denies you, he is showing you irresistible power. So in both, he is disclosing himself to you, and drawing nigh with his loving kindness unto you. Deprivation hurts you only because of your incomprehension of God in it. Sometimes he opens the door of obedience for you, but not the door of acceptance. Or sometimes he condemns you to sin, and it turns out to be a cause for union with God. A disobedience that bequeaths humiliation and extreme need is better than an obedience that bequeaths self-infatuation and pride. There are two graces that no being can do without and that are necessary for every creature the grace of existence, 
and the grace of sustenance. He bestowed His grace upon you, first, through giving you existence, and second, through uninterrupted sustenance. Your indigence belongs to you essentially, for accidents do not abolish essential indigence. The trials that arrive in this world are but reminders to you of what you ignore of indigence. 100 is, your best moment is the one wherein you witness your actual indigence and through it reach the reality of your lowliness. Whenever he alienates you from his creatures, realize that he wants to open for you the door of intimacy with him. Whenever he releases your tongue to ask, know that he wants to give to you. The duress of the Gnostic never departs, and he finds no rest in anything but God. He has illumined outward appearances with the lights of his created vestiges, and illumined inmost hearts with the lights of his attributes. This is why the lights of created vestiges set at night, but the lights of hearts and inmost souls never set. And why it has been said, the daytime sun goes down at night, but the sun of Gnostic hearts never goes down. Let the pain of tribulation be lightened for you by knowing that, he, that, that it is He most glorious who is making trial of you. For Him from whom you are faced with the blows of fate is He who has accustomed you to His choosing well. Whoever thinks His loving kindness is ever separated from His ordaining fate does so out of short-sightedness. It is not to be feared that the paths will confuse you, but only that whims will defeat you. Glorious beyond ken is he who has failed the secret of electhood in the appearance of humanness, and who is manifest through the mightiness of lordship in the very showing of one's slavehood. Take not your lord to task that what you seek is slow in coming, but take yourself to task that your manners are slow in coming. Whenever he makes you obedient outwardly to his command and bestows you surrender inwardly to his irresistible power, he has shown you largesse beyond thinking. Not everyone truly of the elect has yet been freed of shortcomings. Only the ignorant man scorns the recitation of litany. Inspiration is to be found in the hereafter, while the litany vanishes with the vanishing of this world. But it is, but it is more fitting to be occupied with something for which there is no substitute. The litany is what he seeks from you. The inspiration is what you seek from him. What comparison is there between what he seeks from you and what you seek from him? The arrival of sustenance is in accordance with receptivity, while the raying out of lights is in accordance with the purity of the innermost being. When the forgetful man gets up in the morning, he reflects on what he is going to do, whereas the intelligent man sees what God is doing with him. The devotees and ascetics are alienated from everything only because of their absence from God in everything. Had they contemplated Him in everything, they would not have been alienated from anything. He commanded you in this world to reflect upon His creations, but in the hereafter He will reveal to you the perfection of His essence. Subhana. When He knew that you would not renounce Him, He made you contemplate that which issues from Him. Since God knows the occurrence of wariness on your part, He has varied the acts of obedience for you. And since he knows of the occurrence of impulsiveness in you, he has limited them to specific times, so that, you can, so that your concern be with the performance of ritual prayer, not with the existence of the ritual prayer. Not everyone who prays performs well. Ritual prayer is a purification for hearts, and an opening up 
of the door of the invisible domains. Ritual prayer is the place of intimate conversations and a mine of reciprocal acts of purity, wherein the regions of the innermost being are expanded and the rising gleams of light shine forth. He knows of the existence of weakness in you, so he made the number of ritual prayers small, and he knew of your need of his grace, so he multiplied their fruitful results. When you seek recompense for a deed, the reality of sincerity in it is demanded of you in return. As for the insincere, the, fall, the feeling of security from chastisement suffices him. Do not seek recompense for a deed whose doer was not you. It suffices you as recompense for the deed that he accepts it. When he wants to show his grace to you, he creates states in you and, attri and, attri and attributes them to you. Were he to make you go back to, himself, to yourself, there would be no end to the reasons for blaming you. And were he to manifest his beneficence toward you, there would be no end to the reasons for praising you. 125. Cling to the attributes of his lordship and realize the attributes of your servanthood. He has prohibited you from claiming for yourself among the qualities of created beings that which does not belong to you. So would he permit you to lay claim to his attribute, he who is the Lord of the universe? How can the laws of nature be ruptured for you so that the miracles result, while you, for your part, have yet to rupture your bad habits? The point at issue is not the fact of searching. Rather, the point at issue is that you be provisioned with virtuous conduct. Nothing pleads on your behalf like extreme need, nor does anything speed gifts to you quicker than lowliness and want. If you were to be united with him only after the extinction of your vices and the effacement of your pretensions, you would never be united with him. Instead, when he wants to unite you to himself, he covers your attribute with his attribute and hides your quality with his quality, and thus he unites you to himself by virtue of what comes from him to you, not by virtue of what goes from you to him. Were it not for the kindliness of his veiling, no deed would be worthy of acceptance. You are more in need of his forbearance when you obey him than you are when you disobey him. Veiling is of two kinds, veiling of disobedience and veiling in it. Common people, common people seek God's veiling in disobedience out of the fear of falling in rank among mankind. The elect seek the veiling of disobedience out of the fear of falling from the sight of God, the true king. Whoever honors you honors only the beauty of his veil in you. Therefore, praise is to him who veiled you, not to the one who honored and thanked you. No one is a friend of yours except the one who, while knowing your defects, is your companion, and that is only your generous master. The best one to have as a friend is he who does not seek you out for the sake of something coming from you to him. Were the light of certitude to shine, you would see the hereafter so near that you could not move toward it, and you would see that the eclipse of extinction had come over the beauties of the world. It is not the existence of any being alongside of him that veils you from God, for nothing is alongside of him. Rather, what veils you from God is the illusion of a being alongside of him. Had it not been for his manifestation in created beings, eyesight would not have perceived them. Had his qualities been manifested, his created beings would have disappeared. He manifests everything because he is the interior, and he conceals the existence of everything because he is the exterior. He has permitted you to reflect on what is in created beings, but he has not allowed you to stop at the self-same creatures. Say, Behold what is in the heavens and the earth. Thus with his words, Behold what is in the heaven, he has opened up the door of instruction for you. But he did not say, Behold the heavens. 
so as not to lead you to the mere existence of bodies. The universe is permanent through his making it permanent, and it is annihilated by the unity of his essence. People praise you for what they suppose is in you, but you must blame your soul for what you know is in it. When the believer is praised, he is ashamed before God that he should be lauded for an attribute he does not see in himself. The most ignorant of all people is the one who abandons the certitude he has for an opinion people have. When he lets praise of you burst forth and you are not worthy of it, praise him for what he is worthy of. When ascetics are praised, they are contracted, for they witness the praise as coming from mankind. But when Gnostics are praised, they are expanded, for they witness the praise as coming from the true king. If when given something, the giving expands you, and if when deprived of something, the deprivation contracts you, then take that as proof of your immaturity and the insincerity of your servanthood. When a sin is committed by you, do not let it make you despair of attaining uprightness with your Lord. For that one, may the, that one may be the last ever destined for you to commit. When you want him to open you the door of hope, behold what is from him to you. And if you want him to open you the door of fear, behold what is from you to him. Number 150. He often benefits you in the night of distress, what you have not benefited in the dawning of the daytime of elation. You know not which of them is nearer in benefit to you. The horizons whence illuminations ascend are hearts and souls. A light is reposited in hearts that is maintained by the light coming from the treasuries of the unseen. There is a light by which he shows you his effects, and a light by which he shows you his attributes. Hearts sometimes halt with lights, just as selves are veiled by the opacity of things besides him. He has veiled the lights of inward souls with the, coarseness, with the coarseness of outward appearances out of reverence for them, lest they be made low and common by being divulged, or be called on aloud by the tongue of fame. Glory be to him who does not guide to his friends except whom he wills, and he does not make anyone reach his friends except he whom he wishes to make reach him. Perhaps he lets you see the unseen metaphysical world, but veiled you from seeing the secrets of his servants. Whoever sees the secrets of the servants and does not try to imitate divine mercy is seeing such as his seeing such is a trial for him and a reason for misfortune to befall him. The portion of the lower self in acts of disobedience is plain and known, while its portion in acts of obedience, uh, acts of worship is hidden and secret, and treating a hidden disease is difficult. Perhaps showing off in good works has entered upon you from where people do not see you. Your wanting people to know your specialness is a proof for your lack of truthfulness in your slavehood. Vanish from sight the eyes of people on you, with the eye of God on you, and be absent from their coming towards you by seeing God approaching you. Whoever knows the truth witnesses him in everything. Whoever is annihilated in him is absent from everything, and whoever loves him does not prefer anything over him. The truth is only veiled from you due to his being extremely close. He is only veiled from you due to his being too obvious, and he is hidden from physical sight due to the tremendous light of his entity. Do not suppose your supplication will cause him to give, lest your understanding suffer. Rather, supplicate to him to show your slavehood and to fulfill the rights of his lordship. How can your later supplication be a cause for his predestined giving? 
A pre-eternal command is high above needing an external cause. His special concern for you is not due to anything you have done. Where were you when his special concern and care took charge of you? There was no sincerity in his in actions in his pre-eternity, nor the presence of spiritual states. At that time, there was only mere benev benevolence and great gifts. He knew that his slaves would want to know whom his special concern is for, so he said, He chooses for his mercy whom he wills. But he knew if he left them at that, they would leave performing actions depending only on the pre-eternal command. So he said, Indeed, the mercy of God is closer to those who act excellently. On his volition depends everything, and his volition depends on nothing. Sometimes manners dictate for them to leave supplication relying on his predecided division and due to them being busy with his remembrance. Only he who can forget is reminded, and only he who can neglect is told to be attentive. Times of need are the celebration days of the disciple. 175. Perhaps you gain benefits in times of need, which you do not gain in fasting and prayer. Having hard-pressed needs is the domain for divine gifts. If you want divine gifts, rectify your feeling of need. Charity is only for the poor. Become realized in your attributes, and he will strengthen you with his. Realize your humility, and he will strengthen you with his pride. Realize your incapability, and he will strengthen you with his ability. Realize your weakness, and he will strengthen you with his power. Perhaps a person who has not obtained constant rectitude may be given miracles. The sign that the truth has established you in a state is that it is always present, and you are able to reap its fruits. Whoever instructs gaining strength, whoever instructs gaining strength from his good deeds is silenced by bad deeds. Whoever instructs gaining strength from God's goodness is not silenced by misdeeds. The spiritual lights of the wise men travel faster than their words. Wherever the light falls, their understanding is reached. Every statement spoken has a covering describing the heart of the one uttering. Whoever has permission to instruct, his explanations are understood by the ears of people and his allusions appear to them lofty. Perhaps spoken higher realities appear with a loss of light if you do not have permission to express them. Their explanations are from sudden overflowing states or from guiding a disciple. The former happens to the beginners and the latter is for the well-established and realized. Spiritual instruction is nourishment for the listeners, and you will not get except that which you are ready to imbibe. Sometimes the beginner describes a station of which he only has had a small taste, and sometimes the advanced describes it after having an in it realization, and only the one with insight can distinguish. The traveler should not speak about his spiritual experiences since that will decrease their effect on his heart and detract from his truthfulness with his Lord in them. Do not stretch your hand to take something from people unless you see that the giver through them is your master. And in such a state, take what is in agreement with external knowledge. The knower of God often is shy from asking his master to relieve his needs, sufficing himself with his will. So why would he not be shy from asking his creation? So why would he not be shy from asking his creation for his needs? When you are confused about two matters, follow the one harder for the lower self, for only the rightful duty seems hard for it. Among the signs of following one's desires is speeding towards mendub acts of worship, while being lazy about wajib acts of worship. He tied down wajib acts to specific times so that you would not be deprived of the reward from procrastination, and he expanded your free time so that some choice in performing actions would remain for you. He knew that most of his slaves are not self-motivated in seeking him, so he obligated for them obedience to him. He pushed them towards him with the chains of obligation. Your Lord is amused by a people who are pushed to paradise in chains. He has obligated you to serve him, but in doing so he has only obligated you to enter his paradise. 
Whoever finds it impossible that God will save him from his lust and take him out of his heedlessness has declared divine power impotent. And God is able over all things. If I say it slower, we'll run out of time. So that's why I speed. I sped up. <coughs> Perhaps he engulfed you in darkness after being in light so that you recognize that tremendous blessing he has given you. Whoever does not recognize blessings in their presence is reminded, reminded of them in their absence. Do not let showers of blessings stun you away from being thankful for them as that will lower your rank. But I'm going to go slower anyways, because it's probably a good idea. Lusts are not driven from the heart except by terrifying fear or restless longing. Just like he does not like an action done for others along with him, he does not like a heart with others in it along with him. The insincere action he does not accept. The insincere heart he does not approach. Some light is granted permission to reach, and some light is granted permission to enter. Sometimes spiritual light descends but finds the heart filled with images of physical things and thus goes back to where it came. Empty your heart of others and he will fill it with divine knowledges and secrets. Do not find slow his giving, but find slow your approaching. Duties assigned to specific times can be made up for when missed, but the rights of the moments of time cannot be made up for if missed. And every moment God has on you a new right and important matter. How will you discharge a previous right when you are busy discharging God's current right? What has passed of your life cannot be replaced, and what you have used well cannot be priced. You do not love something except that you become its slave, and he does not love that you be a slave to other than him. Your obedience does not benefit him, and your disobedience does not harm him. He has only ordered you to do this and prohibited you from doing that for your own gain. His might is not increased by him who approaches, and his might is not decreased by him who turns away. You, you reach God by reaching knowledge of him. Otherwise, our Lord is high above that something be connected to him or he be connected to something. Your closeness to him is by your seeing his closeness to you. Otherwise, where are you that you would be close to him? Higher realities dawn upon you at once, and after your having received them, they are explained. When we recite, follow the recitation, then we will explain it. When divine spiritual experiences come over you, they destroy your habits. Indeed, when kings enter cities, they ruin them. Spiritual experiences come from the presence of the subjugator. For this reason, they do not collide with anything except they knock it out. Rather, we hurl the truth at falsehood. So it knocks it out until falsehood vanishes. How can the truth veil himself with something when he is apparent in that thing and he is also independently present and existent? Do not despair of the acceptance of an act which you perform without feeling his presence. Many a time he accepts an act whose fruit you do not taste now. Do not give purity value to a spiritual experience whose fruit you do not yet know. The benefit from rain clouds is not the rain, but the fruits which grow thereafter. Do not wish that a spiritual experience had remained with you after it has already spread its lights and placed its secrets. You have in God independence from everything, but nothing can make you free of need from Him. 
<coughs> your wanting something other than him to remain when it is departing is a proof that you are not present with him and your feeling sad for losing other than him is a proof that you have not reached him pleasure even if manifest in many forms is only through viewing his closeness pain even if manifest in many forms is only through being veiled from him the cause for pain is the presence of the veil the perfecting of pleasure is by viewing his noble countenance what the hearts find of sadness and depression is from their being denied the vision of him 225 from the perfecting of his blessing on you is that he give you that which suffices and prevents you from that which will cause you to transgress let the things that make you happy be fewer and the things that make you sad will be fewer if you wish not to be abandoned do not seek protection from things that do not last if the beginning entices you the ending repulses you if the external invites you the internal bars you he has only made the world a place of others and a mine for troubles so that you would not love it he knew that you would not accept mere advice so he made you taste its bitter taste to ease your separation from it meaning the world Useful knowledge is that whose light rays spread in the chest and tear away the veil from the heart. The best knowledge is that which is accompanied by God-fearingness. If knowledge is accompanied by God-fearingness, it is for your favor, else it is to your detriment. When you are pained by people turning away from you or directing blame towards you, suffice yourself with God's knowledge of you. If you are not satisfied with His knowing of you, then you are not being satisfied with his knowing is a greater misfortune than people hurting you. He only made injury flow from their hands onto you so that you would not find rest in them. He wants to push you away from everything so that nothing busies you away from him. When you know that the devil does not forget about you, do not forget about him in whose hand is your forelock. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. He only made the devil an enemy so that he would drive you towards him. And he made your lower self move you to do bad so that your approaching and repenting to him would never cease. Whoever asserts that he is humble is in reality arrogant, as humbleness is a high state. And if you assert for yourself a high state, you are arrogant. The humble person does not see himself above what he does, but sees himself below what he does. Real humbleness issues forth from witnessing his tremendousness and lofty attributes. You cannot leave your attributes without seeing his attributes. You cannot leave your base attributes without seeing his lofty attributes. The believer is busied by the praise of God from being regardful of himself, and he is busied by the rights of God from remembering his selfish shares. The true lover is not he who hopes for compensation or seeks his own aim from his beloved. Rather, the lover spends himself on his beloved. The lover is not he who expects his beloved to spend on him. If it were not for the battlefields of the lower selves, there would be no travel for the travelers on the path. Since there is no distance between you and him, that your journey would shorten, and there is no separation between you and him that your reaching him would eliminate. He placed you in the middle realm between his physical world and metaphysical one to inform you of the loftiness of your rank among his creatures. You are a gem enclosed by the shells of created forms.
The cosmos is large in respect to your body, but it is not large in respect to your soul. He who lives in the physical world locked out of the unseen world is imprisoned by his surroundings and encircled by the frame of his body. You are with created things as long as you do not witness the Creator. When you witness Him, created things are with you. It is not necessary that specialness entails one who has no rough human characteristics. Specialness is like the light of the sun filling the horizon, whereas the horizon has no light itself. Sometimes He takes away the trait of specialness from you and makes you return to your rough human limits. Thus the light of day is not from you and does not belong to you. Rather, it is merely being put over you. His actions point to his names, his names point to his attributes, his attributes point to his entity, since it is impossible for an attribute to be existent all by itself. Subjects of divine attraction have his entity revealed to them. Then he makes them see his attributes. Then he makes them return to deep understanding of his names. Then he makes them see his actions. Those traveling the path under a teacher experience these things in the reverse order. The place where the second group ends up is the first is where the first group started, and the place where the second group starts is where the first group ends. But each experiences the stages slightly differently. So perhaps the two groups may meet on the path, these going up and those going down. The lights of the heart and innermost beings are only fully perceived in the unseen metaphysical world, similar to how the light of the sky is only seen in the physical world. Finding fruits of one's worship in this life is a glad tiding of the reward in the next life. How can you ask for a reward for the action he has bestowed on you? How can you request reward for the truthfulness he has given you? For some, their spiritual lights precede their remembrances. For others, their remembrances precede their spiritual lights. For others yet, their remembrances and spiritual lights occur together. Still others have no spiritual lights nor any remembrances, and we seek refuge with God from that. Some people perform dhikr to gain an illumined heart. Other people gain an illumined heart and as a result perform dhikr. For others, dhikr and illumination are simultaneous. This last group has dhikr which guides and lights which are followed. True dhikr on the outside is only from the vision of God's entity and contemplation on the inside. He made you witness before he asked you, give witness. Thus externally one speaks of his divinity and in one's heart and innermost being one realizes his all-encompassing oneness. He has given you three gifts. One, he has let you remember him. If it were not for his bounty, you would not be worthy to engage in his remembrance. Two, he made you mentioned along with him as he has affirmed your relation to him. And three, he made you remembered by him, and thus he has perfected his blessing on you. Sometimes a long life is fruitless, and sometimes a short life is extremely fruitful. Whoever, in, whoever is blessed in his age, he is able to reap much for the blessing of God, from the blessing of God in a very short time, so much so that one cannot explain the immensity nor even allude to it. A sign of abandonment is that you become free from things that busy, but still do not turn towards him, and that your barriers become fewer, but still do not travel to him. Contemplation is the journey of the heart through other than God. Contemplation is the lamp of the heart. When it goes away, there is no light for it.
Contemplation is of two types. Contemplation of belief and faith and contemplation of witnessing and seeing. The first is for those who are apt to learn lessons from what they see. And the second is for those that experience the vision of God and have insight. We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by whose blessing and by whose mercy all good things are accomplished and all good things are finished. We praise Allah, we seek Allah, we turn to Allah, we glorify Allah in this moment and in many other moments insha'Allah and for the rest of our lives. And we send abundant praise and blessings upon the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam and his family and his followers until the end of time. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so generous to give us the opportunity to finish this text just as he gave us the opportunity to finish the text that we finished yesterday. And alhamdulillah, 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 alhamdulillah. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa sallallahu wa sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin fil awaleen wa salli alayhi fil akhireen wa salli alayhi fil mala'il a'la ila yawmiddin. Allahumma salli wa sallam wa barik alayhi. Allahumma salli wa sallam wa zid wa barik alayhi. Allahumma salli wa sallam wa zid wa barik alayhi. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad salatan tunjina biha min jami'al ahwali wal afat. وتقضي لنا بها جميع الحاجات وتطهرنا بها من جميع السيئات وترفعنا بها عندك على الدرجات وتبلغنا بها أقصى غايات من جميع الخيرات في الحياة وبعد الممات اللهم صل وسلم وبارك عليه وعلى آله وعلى من اتبع سنته إلى يوم الدين اللهم اغفر لنا وارحمنا وأفرغ علينا صبرا وثبت أقدامنا وانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم زدنا علما اللهم زدنا علما اللهم زدنا علما وعملا صالحا وإخلاصا يا الله يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم انفعنا بما علمتنا وانفعنا اللهم علمنا ما انفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما وعملا صالحا اللهم بارك فينا وبيننا وألف بين قلوبنا وصفوفنا اللهم وفقنا إلى ما تحبه وترضى وجعلنا من عبيدك السعداء واختم لنا ختم الشهداء وأمتنا على كلمة هدى يا الله يا الله يا الله بجاه أسمائك وصفاتك والأولياء والأولياء من عبادك والصالحين يا أرحم الراحمين نسألك يا ربي أن تقتلنا حوائجنا ما ظهر منها وما بطن يا ربي ارفع عنا البلاء ارفع عنا البلاء والفيروس ارفع عنا البلاء والفيروس يا الله يا الله صيب النافع يا الله على هذه البلاد على هذه البلاد وهذا هذا الساحل يا الله يا أرحم الراحمين نسألك يا ربي أن تنزل علينا مطرا وغيثا وصيب النافع يا الله في هذه البلاد تطفي به النيران في هذه البلاد وال والخراب في هذه البلاد يا رحم الراحمين ببركة سيرنا محمد وببركة هذا الكتاب وببركة المؤلف يا رحم الراحمين يا الله ليس عليك بعزيز ليس عليك بعزيز ليس عليك بعزيز يا الله يا الله نسألك ونتوجه إليك نسألك يا ربي أن تقربنا إلى حبك وإلى كل ما يقربنا إلى حبك وأن تقربنا إلى كل من يحبك يا الله جعلنا من الراحمين بالمسلمين والمؤمنين والمحسنين 
وجعلنا رحمة للعالمين كما كان سيدنا وحبيبنا وكما يكون سيدنا وحبيبنا المصطفى صلوات الله وسلامه عليه رحمة للعالمين يا الله نتوجه إليك ونتوب إليك we ask you, Ya Allah, and we turn towards you, Ya Allah, to take care of all of our needs. We ask you, Allah, to take care of our needs. We ask you, Allah, to take care of our needs. We ask you, Allah, to accept from us this effort and the efforts that have come before and the efforts that will come after. We ask you, Allah, to make us from those who are sincere and are seeking of you. We ask you, Allah, to increase us in knowledge that benefits us. Increase us in knowledge that benefits us. Increase in knowledge. Increase us in knowledge that benefits us. And help us to be sincere in seeking it. Ya Allah, Ya Rahman Rahimin. Allah, we ask you and we turn towards you by the blessing of finishing this text and by your names and by your attributes and by the rank of the prophets and the rank of the righteous people and by the blessing of this book and by the blessing of the author of this book we ask you, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, Ya Allah to extinguish the fires that are on this side of the country, Ya Allah and that are in other places, Ya Allah we ask you, Allah, to bring water upon the land to quench the earth, Allah and to extinguish the flames, Ya Allah and we ask you, Ya Allah, to raise from us the treachery of this virus and to make us from those who turn towards you in all of our affairs and remember you in all of our affairs and take, uh, give us understanding in our deprivation. Give us understanding in our trial, Ya Allah. Make us from those who understand so that our trial can become a blessing. Make us from those who understand so that our difficulties can become opportunities. We ask you, Allah, to open our hearts and to open our minds and to make us from those who remember you often and to make us from those who worship you often and to make us from those who know whatever it is that we can know about you. We ask you, Allah, to illuminate our hearts and to illuminate our minds. We ask you, Allah, to take care of the needs of our families and our loved ones, to protect our children and our relatives. We ask you, Allah, to keep this virus away from us, to make a barrier between us and it and to give us protection from everywhere Ya Allah from above us and below us and us on the sides of us and in front of us and behind us Ya Allah from this virus and from any evil and from shaitan and from the whisperings of ourselves Ya Allah Ya Rahman Rahimin we ask you Allah to bless us and our families to protect us and our families to give us good in this life and the next and Allah you are more knowing of what we need you are more knowing of what we need. You are more knowing of what we need, Ya Allah. And we ask you and we turn towards you and we put ourselves in front of you, Ya Allah. We ask everything that we ask out of submission. And we turn our hearts and our souls in front of you, Ya Allah. And we ask you to give us whatever it is from your blessings and from your opportunities and from your gifts that you decide to give us, Ya Allah. And we stand in front of you and we accept that. And we ask you to make make us from those who stand in front of you on the day of judgment and you are pleased with us and your messenger is pleased with us and the righteous are pleased with, pleased with us, Ya Allah. We ask you to protect our families and our offspring generation upon generation upon generation. Make us from those who stand for truth in the face of falsehood. Make us from those who stand for justice in the face of oppression. Make us stand from those who wave the sword of truth and righteousness in the face of, of, of vileness and infidelity. We ask you, Ya Allah, to make obedience beautiful to us and to our hearts and to make disobedience distasteful to us and despicable to us Ya Allah, Ya Arhaman Rahimin We ask you Allah to allow us to be on the way of the righteous people who have come before us and to lead us by our hands so that we do not lose that path and to give us a taste from the beautiful taste of knowing you Ya Allah, Ya Allah, Ya Allah Wa Ameen Wa Sallallahu Wa Sallam Ala Sayyidina Muhammad Wa Ala Alihi Wa Sahbihi Wa Sallam Wa Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Barakallahu Fikum Barakallahu Fikum